No one is born a writer. You must become a writer. In fact, you never cease becoming because you never stop learning how to write. Even now, I am becoming a writer. And so are you. Joe Bunting. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. Today we are delving into yet another myth, and this is the myth of the true writer. This one is one I think people impose on themselves a lot. Well, I'm not a true writer because I'm not blank. I don't see as much of a you're not a true writer. It's a, oh, hi, everybody. You're all published authors. I want to be a writer. Having these titles and not having these titles is a weird kind of social structure in the forums. But it's one that we want to debunk because writers write. That's really the only requirement to be a true writer is to write. So just for fun, I just hit a Google search for a true writer quote, and it says, a true writer has nothing to say. What counts is the way they say it. For a true writer, each book should be a new beginning where he tries again for something that is beyond attainment. Every true writer is like a bird. He repeats the same song, the same thing all his life. I mean, it's fancy words, but that's all it is. I don't feel like all of that applies to me. Absolutely not. But I do think I am a true writer. There are a lot of reasons why this myth exists. Not only this social structure that we kind of impose on ourselves, but a lot of people feel like they were born to write. They are a true writer. They were a writer from before they even understood language in a decent way. It's true. I use how I am built toward my writing, but I don't think anyone is born a writer. Like our opener said, you become a writer and you don't stop becoming a better version of yourself when you write. And really, so long as you're literate, so long as you have some way of writing something down, especially in today's technology, it is so easy to write something you can be a writer. It doesn't necessarily make you a good writer, but you still write. Becoming a skilled writer, we've done episodes on that kind of thing in the past, but building those skills toward becoming a truer version of yourself as a writer and an author is the goal. That doesn't mean that the title of writer is unattainable to anybody. One of the reasons why this myth exists, that there is a true and ideal version of a writer, is that there are trends among writers. There are things that a lot of writers have in common. You look at any merchandise aimed at authors and writers, and you'll start to see, I have a cup that my family got for me that says, I am silently correcting your grammar. They got it from a website for writers. Being a bit of a grammar Nazi tends to be common among writers. And there's a lot of other kinds of trends that if you feel that makes you feel like a true writer. And that could just be that you have a knack for language. This is something that I feel like applies to me because from a kid, my parents were very impressed of how I would pick up big words for a five-year-old and use them correctly in a sentence outside of how I'd heard it. 
especially you, our target audience, might feel that having an imagination is somewhat essential for being a writer. Especially if you're writing fiction. There's also this idea that a writer needs to have discipline, that they need to focus and say, yes, I'm going to write every day for this amount of time. I am going to write this many words a day. And if I'm not writing that many words a day, I'm not a writer. Hard disagree. Yeah. Another thing that you might see out there is people saying, I need to learn about writing before I start writing. I need to have a degree of some kind in writing in order to be a writer. I do not have a degree in writing. The closest I got was theater, which helps me in my storytelling, but even that was a technical behind the scenes hitting buttons degree. It was not remotely relevant to the writing portion of the process. Same, actually. I have a degree in communications in video production, though most of my focus was on journalistic writing. But my technical degree is video production, which I think is just so funny. (laughs) I mean, I did do a lot of video production, but only because it was broadcast journalism. And another trend that we see a lot is that authors need to be sympathetic or empathetic so that they can portray characters in that kind of realistic light. Yes and no. I surely hope not. I'm not terribly sympathetic, empathetic, just as a human being in general. The ability to connect person to person is not necessarily required in order to create a story that is compelling and heart-wrenching. Absolutely. And if you think about it, a lot of writers, a lot of authors aren't exactly the most sociable people in the world. So this one is a little weird of a trend to think you must have. Maybe if you're like a romance author, you need to really have that connection with emotions. But if you're writing something like action, who cares? A decent sense of anatomy is probably helpful. More so than being sympathetic. So... This list, we bring it up because there are a lot of false impressions of what you might hear you need to be before you can be a writer. We're here to tell you that you be you and you put words on paper or on computer screen. That makes you a writer. We've mentioned in the past the difference between a writer and an author. And yeah, I feel like being an author is a little bit more specific. That implies publication. But you don't need anything special to be a writer because writing is about communication. And if you're communicating, especially on the page or on the computer, you are a writer. I do want to point out that becoming a better writer, becoming a better version of yourself does take time. The myth that you are born a writer implies that you started at the end, which is just not true. You might have these knacks for telling a story and the desire, the urge to continue telling your story, but you aren't born that way. Developing these skills, discipline, exercising your imagination is incredibly important. It's like me as a kid. Yeah, I picked up words really well, but I still had to study language in school. I still had to study how to spell, how to put sentences together how to use these big words that, yeah, I instinctually may have known, but needed to refine it. 
Now, we've talked a lot about what a writer is. The title of author is a little bit different. You can be a writer without being an author. And technically, you can be an author without being a writer. If you had your book ghostwritten, technically you're the author, they're the writer. The thing is, though, whether you are a writer or a writer and author, neither of these titles are an indication of your skill. You could be a fantastic writer and never have been published. You can also be a terrible writer and be published. See last week's opener for that one. So we've talked a little bit about different professions, different things you can do to be considered a writer. There are a couple of jobs out there where writer is actually in the name. This gives you an opportunity to write a lot if that's something you want to do and something you want to pursue, which is a lot of the reasons I became a journalist so that I could write because I like writing. One of these jobs is the technical writer effectively they're transferring information from one person to another. So if you are translating in some way or you are making sure that the lawyer speak and the layman speak both make sense, that's a technical writer. They aren't taking their own words or taking someone else's words and making them understandable. Similar to that is the ghostwriter where they're taking somebody else's content and writing it for them. You can have somebody who wants to dictate a book or has an idea and they want it written, but they don't have the capability or desire to write it themselves. So they hire a ghostwriter to do the writing for them and then they'll review it and make the changes they want. Of course, content writers are huge right now, especially with the BuzzFeed and a lot of these interesting websites where you just go and kill time and you read a list of 10 things that Redditors think go good with chocolate, whatever the list is. You are creating content so that people click on it and see the ads also on the page. And that's how everybody gets paid. You can also be a copywriter, which is writing for marketing. Advertisements, commercials, that kind of stuff. Copywriters do that. We did an episode last summer, I think it was July 2020, where we talked about tease writing and writing in order to get your readers to lean forward and want another bite of whatever it is that you're trying to tell them. Copywriters are really good at that particular skill set. Very, very good at that. Otherwise, they would not have a very good job. So no matter what, remember that you can be a true writer because a true writer writes. That's the only qualifier that goes with that. You don't have to be an author. You don't have to be this or that. All of that advice that says a true writer is just throw it out the window, because what matters is that you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 